Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sarge Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. Kerry, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. No fireworks are scaring me. No, you haven't felt the urge to impale yourself on anything recently? Mm. Only Brian. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah, the 10 foot Brian, possibly. <laughs> Which part of him is 10 foot? Is it just his general height? His raspberry trousers and cravat. You're quite obsessed with raspberry coloured trousers, aren't you? You were going on about Freddie's raspberry cords a couple of weeks ago as well. It's what posh folk wear, isn't it? I had a fairly raspberry pair of jeans in the mid-90s, I must admit. There you go. I think they were red and then they faded to raspberry. It's a great 80s song, isn't it? Raspberry corduroys. I was thinking more visage fade, oh, fade to raspberry. <laughs> Hey, you know, you did predict about quiet fireworks, didn't you? I did. Now, did I say that on the Patreon? You did. Yeah, they do exist. So I was saying it does cause a bit of a upheaval where my dad lives and they have horses and the like. So, yeah. I was thinking maybe there should be a quiet archers to avoid scaring the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. Lillian came back and said, do you know what? We've spoke to the committee and they're very excited and they've decided they're going to go even further than quiet fireworks. Huh. They're going to fire Hillary Noakes into space on a big <laughs> off rocket. How does that sound, yeah. darling? They're attaching Hillary to a massive Catherine wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine wheel? Isn't she friends with Verity Fun? Oh, you know, um, uh, what's she called? Helen. She went to visit a friend in Borchester. Yeah. I was thinking, a you don't say, a fr I'm going to see a friend. You say the name, don't you? And it was weird that she didn't say the name. And I was thinking, she hasn't got a bloody friend, has she? So I was thinking, what would she make up as being her friend in Borchester? The only thing I could come up with was Mick Donald's. <laughs> and that's where they went. There's a bloody loose end. Well, whatever happened to Mick? We've had a bit of joy back, not much, yeah. but a little bit. But Mick has just dropped off the face of the earth. I mean, he brought Rylan into the fold. Yeah. Everyone loved him. Hot and then, tub action. Yeah, maybe he's run off with Rylan. I don't know. Yeah, I'm very glad he's not there. Didn't like him, really. I, joy deserves better. Yeah, he got on your wick, Mick, didn't he? That's he's for Mick, sure. Yes, he did. He got on your Mick wick? <laughs> I would like Joy to cop off with Brian. Mm, okay, but... Isn't that what Ian thought when yes. no, Adam thought that? And he said, was it Joy and Brian walking through the village? Well, That's right. They laughed their socks off at that thought, and I didn't. I'd like that to happen. No smoke without eco-fire. Shall we have a little break, Kerry? Yeah, go on then. What if Harrison Burns comes after me? Next week, an all-new Law and Order. Law and Order. Wildlife Division. Follow Sergeant Harrison Burns as he patrols the lawless streets of Ambridge. Flaming post boxes, stolen llamas, missing bunting, broken benches. The harsh reality of life in this dangerous village laid bare. Unless Harrison spots a small tortoise shell, that is. Then it'll just be an hour of him running up and down Lakey Hill with a big f off butterfly net. Sign up to view now at hello at thesidershed.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's do Adam and Ian, yeah. There you go. Kerry's just said it. Let's do Adam and Ian. What was it? There was something very disturbing that he said that... Um... Everything he says is disturbing. Yeah, but he, they were talking about the PDAs, and he said, we've never needed to, to perform our love for other people in public. I was like, thank f*** for that. You'd imagine if they wanted to. Interesting that it's only cropped up now because they've seen Pip and Stella skipping around the village with a bloody foghorn going, look at us, we're lesbians. We're a couple to anyone who'll listen. And they were holding hands in broad daylight as well. Yeah, they're reminding me of the when Bob Mortimer played John Inman in Vic and Bob doing oh, yeah. Are You Being Served? And instead of saying, I'm free, just kept mm. going, I'm gay. Yeah. And that's how I imagine Pip is at the moment. <laughs> so then Adam revealed, no, sorry, Ian revealed. Carrie mix up incoming. That he wishes Adam held his hand in public and he never does. And then he made Adam hold his hand, didn't he? Which he did do. And then Jacob appeared and he dropped it like a hot potato. Yeah, Adam took that well, didn't he? <laughs> he was like, seriously, you let go of my hand? Oh, yeah, it's Adam. It's, oh, I'm getting all confused here. I, cu I couldn't remember which one of them was the one wanting the PDA. It's Adam, isn't it? Yeah, of course, because it's Ian who then came. Have you been mm. listening to the Silent Archers this week, Kerry? Have I been listening at all? I don't <laughs> Yeah, Kerry did say to me before the recording that the only area she was a little foggy on was the Adam mm. and Ian bit. So yeah, I thought Adam acted quite well this week. Da, da, da. Uh, it wasn't bad. I can only say that much. <laughs> Jesus, what's that going to be on Rotten Tomatoes? Which Adam is probably picking. Oh yeah, in the rain. Was he like he didn't see Helen because he was picking apples? He's just an absolute dog's body at this place, isn't he? He's like, how old is he? He's in his 50s or something, isn't he, by now? Well, Ian's 53, and I think he's older than Ian. How do they afford anything? Literally anything. Adam's still probably siphoning money out of oh, yeah. home farm bank accounts that Stella and Brian haven't found yet. Oh, could be. It does seem that they live... An okay lifestyle, don't they? Considering he picks apples and Ian is jobless. He did the pizza bunny for a couple of weeks and then palmed it off on someone else. Did a little in-class patron yesterday. If anyone's on Patreon, they will have seen the, the photos that I posted of the fort that I built in the classroom mm -hmm. to soundproof myself. And we recorded a little clandestine episode from work from the workplace. Mm. And I said something on there, which, you know, I just need to like specify that I said it was, I can imagine it would be much harder to grow up in Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland gay than it would be 
in England. Mm. And I meant like at that time period that we're talking about, I think Ireland is just like really come on in leaps and bounds in you know its its attitudes to that in the last 10 years like in the time that i lived there and since i've left there which was mm -hmm. 2015 they've just really got their act together at like in in terms of like legislative stuff and marriage and things like that mm. so I'd, i think he would have probably had a rough time mm. growing up in it's from Derry, isn't he i think yeah uh, and knowing the north as well yeah i can imagine that would have been pretty harsh it was qu it was quite touching that actually uh when ian was was touching <laughs> lots of touching <laughs> not touching adam um uh, i did find that quite touching touch cloth <laughs> But what, what I couldn't work out was why, because they've been together quite a long time, haven't they? Why this has never really come up before. I think it's the idea that they'd accepted that was the dynamic of the relationship. Adam went along with it. There's this moment that is spurred by Pip and Stella. Mm. And they're like, no, this isn't right. I should be able to do this. Yeah, okay. I thought it'd be funny if like they held hands, walked through the village and Roy drove past and was like, what the f*** are you holding hands for? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it would it's still interesting isn't it about the fact that they nobody does give them grief and how realistic that actually is for some sort of rural. I'll be 100% honest when my dad lives I don't think being gay would be an issue at all in a small rural village. Okay. I think they're far more likely to be racist. Oh god. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. They've got some catching up to do that's for sure. Mm. Not everywhere but just my experience. Oh, bloody sad, isn't it? Yeah, so do you think that it's all okay, Shay, Adam and Ian? Yeah, I think so. I think this was an idea of the scriptwriters of bringing Adam back in mm. and just everyone, maybe they've got some new listeners and like this. these two are a couple, you know, oh. and... They've used that as the vehicle for doing it. Okay, yeah. I always forget about that, actually, that, you know, they do have to do kind of mini refreshers, don't they, the scriptwriters, for new, newer listeners. Yeah. Yeah, well, when Kathy came back for her brief bunny period, there was that moment where she manned a stall at the village mm. fair or something with Jolene, and they just went at each other in front of Natasha, and it just filled in all the gaps yeah. <laughs> of, like, who'd been shagging who mm. for about the last... 27 years it's quite useful for long-term listeners as well sometimes <laughs> speak for yourself to be Karen. reminded <laughs> i can't remember anything oh you complained this week that they were actually describing scenes that had happened earlier in the week in the episode but i think you're probably quite grateful now aren't you <laughs> well what i was complaining about is i think there is way too much describing of other scenes that have happened instead of us hearing the scenes that's what i mean Oh, yeah. So you, a lot of these things happen off mic is what you mean. Yeah, exactly. So there was this week, there was Helen talking to her mum and dad about the split. There was Mia describing Hilary Noakes um, having a funny turn. And Hilary Noakes has never been on mic, though, has she? No, I know. But like, I, don't, I was just going to say that I don't mind stuff being referred to briefly in that way. But, you know, when they describe the whole thing that happened and it takes a few minutes. Yeah. I, it's just a shame, I think. Particularly, it's like we were robbed of Helen explaining everything. And we were robbed of Pip and Stella telling 
gran about them. Yeah, I would have liked to have heard Helen's face when um, <laughs> Pat and Tony suggested that oh. <laughs> I think what you're, the guy that you're throwing out in a massive emotional disruptive breakup should go and live at your place of work. <laughs> or the other suggestion was they would pay for Helen and Lee to go on a holiday together. Yeah, why did, what's Ian got against Cleethorpes? <laughs> I mean, so you've got, obviously, clearly, I think one of the people involved in the Archers is from Whitstable, and they've had a breakup with someone from Cleethorpe. Oh, yeah. That's my theory. Could be, couldn't it? When that was suggested, I thought, ooh, that would be interesting if Helen relents and goes, all right, we'll go on a holiday, leaving the boys behind in the care of Pat and Tony, and then Rob swoops in. I thought at one point the friend that Helen went to see might have been Rob. Oh, oh my God, that would be a right twist, wouldn't it? That actually <laughs> she's fallen out of love with Lee because she's fallen back in love with Rob. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's a long shot. I wouldn't go and put money on it. I mean, talking of the happy couple. Yeah. I mean, luckily, we'll always have the happy memory of them going bowling on Sunday night. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. It was quite a wild Sunday, that, wasn't it? We started the week with an impaled horse and the bowling alley with the crazy music and massive shouting. But F Lee could not do anything right at all. Helen let rip. Adam and Ian were very shocked and sort of standing up for Lee at points and were baffled as to what was going on, as was Lee, really. It was one of those situations where whatever anyone else suggested was okay, but if Lee tried to help, mm. then Helen just went to war with him because Adam suggested using a different weight of the ball, Yeah, didn't it? And she was like, oh, really? And Lee went, yeah, how about this one? She went, I don't want another ball! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay. Because she has got... The ick, hasn't she, as the youth say today. Nothing he does is right. Everything he does is wrong. His trainers stink on the radiator. He sprays links everywhere. He picks up the kids from school. He does all the laundry. <laughs> he, he's doomed. What a bastard. I know, what a rotter. And so then she ended it all, didn't she? I can't do this anymore. The bit about paying for parking really got her goat as well, didn't it? <laughs> It sent her, didn't it? She was like, your idea, you drove there. Her tone was amazing, wasn't it? And unfortunately, it was Ian's idea, which kind of pissed on her chips, oh, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene was quite intense. And, and I think the, the crazy music in the background really added to the tension of it all. It was a good idea to have it somewhere like that with a lot of noise going on. Yeah, it sounded like an instrumental version of You Spin Me Right Round by Dead or Alive, oh, just looping in the background. I read somewhere that that, that goes all the way oh, through yeah. the song. That was kind of a studio error. It was only meant to come in on the chorus. And when they heard it, they were like, no, actually, that's banging. Just leave it in. Yeah. Just let that annoying tinkly bit go all the way through the song. Yeah, I thought it was quite funny listening back for Lee to say to Ian, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll take Helen Bowling. That'll get me in her good books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor innocent child. And then Helen 
spoke to oh no adam and ian discussed it together didn't they like oh that was a bit strange what on earth was up with helen last night still baffled and helen explained it all to ian like he felt it was sudden she was like no it isn't i've been feeling this way for a very long time it isn't because of rob i'm i know exactly what i'm thinking i can't help feeling that in a few weeks time she's gonna go what have I done? Well, that'll be when she hasn't got a living babysitter, won't it? Probably. Oh, it's bound to happen, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I don't think there's much sympathy out there for Helen. And I think as much as a lot of people haven't warmed that much to the Lee character, mm. he's suddenly become very popular yeah. in this scenario. I think it was Charlie who replied to one of our tweets with liberated. <laughs> oh, did he? He did a really good tweet about Ardil today, called him skedaddle it's fantastic isn't it i love that that's our level of fun but but she really casually sort of said oh go to america and be with your daughters didn't didn't she yeah it's dead easy for him to do all of a sudden yep Mm. and it was very awkward at the beginning of tuesday's episode where he was like do you want me to take jack to school and uh Mm. on the school run and she said no logan's mum offered so jack's gone on logan's school run That's a good film, isn't it? Logan's School Run. <laughs> it's due a rewatch, actually. Yeah. I haven't watched it probably since the early 90s when it popped up on ITV at about 11 o'clock at night. The one thing I did like was that Lee properly stood his ground and shouted back and was saying, I've been as patient and as understanding as possible. Although he did then suggest couples counselling, didn't he? He's doing that thing where you try to understand and hope that the person looks at you and thinks, oh, this person is being a good person. Oh, I love them, really. Uh, Very rarely works, does it? If that person is just like staring at your stinking trainers on the radiator while you're trying to you know convince them of your everlasting necessity to be together it's not really working is it glaring at your dollies i was imagining like if tony had convinced them to go on a caravanning holiday lee would rock up with like some (laughs) gaudily painted wolverine themed caravan trailer like come on come on let's get in helen we're gonna have the time of a life i mean were they really ever matched i i did a thing uh where i looked back at my tweets about lee and helen from four years ago and the tweet that i'd written was helen and lee are cretinous dullards they will have bad sex but lee was brought into it as a bit of a sex symbol wasn't he emma and the like were all eyeing him up at the karate practice yeah, but I mean, relative to Ambridge, the fact that he just sort of was a sporty person, did it, and had white trainers on, probably. Vaguely muscular. What do you think is next for him? Do you think he's off to America? Do you think he's going to hang around and push for a reconciliation with Helen? Is he going to get an apartment with Russ? Oh, <laughs> do you reckon? Who could he live with? He could live with Hannah. Well, he's staying with a mate at the moment, isn't he? A colleague. Rob. <laughs> would you rather he did hang around for a bit? I think he should. Mm. I would like him to hang around. And when Helen says, please come back, yeah. he's just like, no, nah. no, nah, thanks. No, nah, you're all right. Yeah, I think we're recording this on Thursday and tomorrow on Friday, he's going to be telling the boys with Helen about the split. So I think there's going to be unsilent fireworks. Yeah, I don't think he's gone to stay with a mate at all. I think right now he's let himself into the dairy and he's pissing into the Borchester Blue Mix. (laughs) Do you reckon? Oh, there was a thing that went viral, wasn't there, about, was it a Chinese bloke who'd pissed into some uh, big tank of beer? Yeah. At his workplace. (laughs) Pissed into Carling. No one knows, would they? (laughs) 
it would give it some flavour. Yeah, for a change. I, I, I quite like the idea of like a hipster stroking his beard, enjoying a, <laughs> a half glass of warm piss, and then giving it a ninety-eight percent review. <laughs> Don't really care for those beers, do you? I do quite like a, a beer that isn't like the standard lager, but I, these IPAs that you can't oh. see through, and it's. It's basically like drinking... Grapefruit. I like grapefruit. I don't want beer that's grapefruit. Years ago, I used to like kind of the those raspberry beers that you used to get. What, with your trousers? <laughs> exactly. Spill them, no Was problem. Was there anything about you that wasn't raspberry, Matthew, at one time? I just used to walk around in a massive raspberry costume <laughs> in Bristol. Any rave, you could have found me in the early 90s, down Lakota, There's dressed beer. as a raspberry. There he is, nothing. Yeah, having it to Mr. C on the decks. <laughs> What an image. I went to see Mr. C at Lakota once. He didn't bloody show up. We were all so off our head. We were trying to figure out for about three hours if the replacement guy was Mr. C. (laughs) We were like, it kind of looks like him. Was it just a doorman or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was Mr. D. (laughs) He's next on the the phone list, I think, in the the Rolodex. Mm. Lee and Helen, anything else to add on that? Don't think so. I think Lee's going to show up with a big boombox and stand outside the house in wherever they live. Brookfield? No, where do they bloody no, live? What's that housing? Some funny Beechwood. That's it, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get a boombox, come and stand outside the house in Beechwood, press play, and it's going to be the theme from Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be shoveling loads of Chinese food into his mouth because like, he can actually <laughs> have fun and eat whatever he wants now. From Mr. Wen's. Mr. Wen's meal for four, but only he's eating. Yes, instead of just being allowed one biscuit at a time, thanks to Helen. I think he'll go full gorilla as well. He'll start sneaking into the village shop, removing all the Borchester blue, binning it and replacing it with craft cheese slices. (laughs) And I'd be the first to support him if he was to do that. Fireworks are for what was it? What's the what's the Tory catchphrase? You came up with fireworks are for stupid jerks. For stupid stupid jerks. I could not think of any other ones. Bangers are for wankers. It's the best I had. Rockets are for cockets. (laughs) What did you think of Mia though? Bloody annoying. Yes. God. Even Alice was getting very tired of her, wasn't she? Like, oh god. Do you have to? <laughs> Do you think this is some lazy attempt to appease the the kind of people that moan about the archers going a bit woke? Do you think this is kind of a thing where they're like, oh, we're going to do this Greta Thunberg kind of character and we're going to make her seem a bit stupid? But it's backfired anyway, like like a rocket, because um, <laughs> they've got what they want. They're going to have it. Oh, God, that telegraph bunch. Imagine how they're, well, oh. they're going to respond to an eco-friendly mm. firework display and silent rockets. Yeah. Well, that's Hilary Noakes. She reads The Telegraph, doesn't she? Because she said, well, why are you getting rid of something traditional? And even Will, he wanted to keep it, didn't he? Until he had the snaps thrown at him and then he signed the bloody thing. I thought about inserting it last week because we accidentally recorded a bit of a short podcast last week. But Kerry and I on the Patreon from a couple of weeks ago Mm. read aloud the, the Telegraph comment section on an article about the archers, about how woke it become and yeah i think i we read it out over a bon tempi version of the great escape theme tune which i thought was very apt i mm. might throw that uh, throw that in at some point in an episode so everyone yeah. can enjoy it but yeah it's up there on the patron it's uh yeah it's good well bad well yeah there was someone whose whose wife was clearly having an affair in that comment section wasn't <laughs> oh, yeah kept moaning about his wife but yeah like you say 
Mia did get the quiet fireworks. So despite her little whiny voice and going OTT and intense about these things, she did get the quiet fireworks after all. So she'll be happy. What the hell do they normally burn in this thing? Because they said clean, dry, natural materials. Do they have like cars soaked in petrol and stuff like this <laughs> normally? Are these quiet fireworks thousands more pounds? The, They're definitely uh, going to be more expensive, aren't noisy they? Noisy ones, yeah. She's she's just sort of bankrupted the village, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> the noise is quite nice. I know animals don't like it, but you know that love the lovely sort of the whistly noises and the poo, 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 poo noise. It's all part of it, isn't it. You should come and live in Portugal. Pretty much all the way through the summer, it's non-stop fireworks in every little neighbourhood, down side streets, mm. everything. It birthday party, off it goes. I don't like just bangers where it's like a really loud bang but those are quite nice like really high up in the sky do that noise again kerry (laughs) see i think that's a quiet firework i don't think that would alarm a horse (laughs) i feel totally calm i could probably put that on and get to sleep (laughs) i might actually i might loop that on audacity and just listen to it over and over again Um, Um, but poor old sadie yes sadie impaled herself because of the fireworks now when it went to that scene it sounded like something from a like a drama from the Somme, didn't it when lillian was and alice was there because it was just like loads of explosions and the horse is going in the background (laughs) i I did those effects for the archers in case anyone's interested in hiring yeah there was kind of chaos wasn't there and but they had to describe to each other out loud what was going on so that we understood, which all felt a little bit odd. About, oh, has the horse impaled? Is she is she impaled on the fence? Oh, she must be badly hurt then. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. And there was another scene, wasn't there, where the owner of Sadie, Lillian and Alice were discussing her. Izzy Draper. Yeah. Said, oh, uh, she's just wrong. And I think one of them said, oh, was she okay about the impaled horse? And the reply was, well, she wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Draper's pissed about the insurance bill, isn't he? Well, you would be, wouldn't you? Your horse has gone to the stables. Next thing, it's impaled. It, it was it was Alice's idea to leave them outside, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of a silly idea. I know people sometimes go and sit with their horses, but I don't think that was I didn't mm. think that was top notch. Do you think that? Well, you know, I was trying to think. You would know of horse related music. I just play they... the audio of you going. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know like Patty Smith? Her album's horses, isn't it? Crazy horses by the Osmonds. Oh yeah, that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Horses. Oh, I love that song. There's always a theory that Graham Parsons wrote that and just gave it to the Stones and didn't want the credit. Because he recorded it first, Graham Parsons. And there's a theory that he just just gave it to them. But I don't know if that's true. Well, whatever happened, it's jolly good. When Jacob arrived and they had a look at Sadie, they said um, Mm. it'll need more than local stitching. I was like, what, they're going to take it to Darrington? (laughs) I love Jakob. It was good to hear him this week. That bit where Alice said, ooh, I didn't think you liked gossip, Jakob. No, it's more pertinent information. <laughs> yeah, he's one of my favourites of, of the men folk. Do you think him and Kate might have the pitter-patter of little eco-clogs on the way? Because he did say to Adam and Ian, oh, don't worry, he turned down going to the pub with Adam and Ian, which is understandable. You know, Because normally yeah. you think, no, a pint in a country pub, I'd be bang up for that. But he was like, uh, no, I think I could go home and handle a four-year-old. 
I thought maybe that's ah. the sign of things to come with him and Kate. Oh, could be. Kate did recently think she was pregnant in the last couple of years, and then it just turned out it was a complete... Oh, she had a bit of a menopausal moment, didn't she? Yeah, she did, and she's not a great age, really, to be having children. Didn't you actually tweet out? Where did she even hear that she was pregnant from? Did a tree tell her? <laughs> was that you that said that, or someone else? Probably. <laughs> Sounds like sort of shite I'd come out with. We had a bit of Will talking to Mia, mm -hmm. and we got tiny little insight into the Grundy concerns about Grange Farm. Will was immediately like, uh, well, don't look at me. I haven't yeah. got a quarter of a million. I was sort of thinking, oh, wouldn't it be funny if he went, oh, I've, I've got that. Yeah, I sort of I won the lottery a bit ago. I haven't told anybody. <laughs> you, you, were, you were dressing up as a lion in a housecoat in the woods last week. You definitely don't have a quarter of a million, mate. <laughs> They're taking it quite calmly, really, aren't they, so far, the Grundys? Um, well, maybe the return of Adil will settle everything down. Yeah, it might do. His sister was lovely, wasn't she? Yeah, she's a good character. I like her. I liked how she dealt with sharing the information about her brother with Linda. Linda's response was great as well. Because at first, she was a bit prickly, wasn't she? And then she was like, no, that... Although there wasn't a family emergency, there has been a kind of emergency, but with Ardil himself. Poor Ardil. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit dismissive, that noise. No, no sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My best Linda Snell noise. Yeah. I was more concerned about turkeys being frightened by fireworks, because that's how Mia brought Will into the fold a little bit. And we got to hear that every time I hear the turkeys in the background, it sounds like a load of little computers. It sounds oh, like yeah. the Factotron is coming. <laughs> But they were saying, you know, fireworks can frighten turkeys. You know, well, I was like, yeah, chopping their head off and roasting them ain't good for them either. It's a bit it's for their quite stress scary. <laughs> Not quite as entertaining as fireworks, though, is it? No. Slaughtering. <laughs> okay, Carrie, let's have a little break and then we'll be back to discuss what went down on Friday. The Cider Shed is proud to announce. The Quiet Archers. Simply tune in every Sunday at 10 a.m. to experience non-agricultural oral bliss for the senses. My husband used to argue with the radio saying tractors don't work like that. Not anymore. My loved ones would regularly find me rocking on the floor in the pantry, muttering about treacherous steps. Now I just get high as a kite and listen to the quiet archers. I once headbutted my kettle during a lengthy scene involving Garibaldi biscuits. I can laugh about it now. Thank you, quiet archers. Adam. No more Adam. The Quiet Archers. Subscribe today at hello at thesidershed.com. Quiet archers, safe for horses. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, 
A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's Friday, and we've just finished Friday's episode. I, I was listening to the repeat of Thursdays on Radio 4 today and the continuity guy said be sure to have a box of tissues at the ready for tonight's episode but like there wasn't a decent fucking wank scene in the whole thing was there <laughs> not really no Matthew I can't say that I was a I got a bit of a semi when Oliver was going off at Ardil but that was about it oh I didn't no poor Ardil it is hilarious that that's how they're imagining that such a sort of high end establishment's troubles would be sorted out isn't it are uh, you, you have my word i won't let you down what are his three promises he's going to deliver the hotel mm. win back trust and repay the investment sounds like the tory party <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, how will he do that? He talked about selling land as well, didn't he? Tell you something about the Tory party. Mandy Belshaw posted a photo up of Suella Braverman on our Facebook page. And I was like, shall I allow it? Shall I not? And it was, who would you rather, you have one foul tench in your hand. Who do you slap in the face? <laughs> is it Suella Braverman or is it Helen Archer? Ooh. And uh, somebody reported that post. What? Perhaps they don't like fish being harmed. <laughs> A putrid tench, though. I think it's already dead. Dave Howard, who was the guy that did the engineering on Spaceman 3's Northampton demos. Oh, yeah. And I, I wanted to do this with an AI voice, but I might play some music underneath. Oh, there's no question. One is a poorly painted derivative cartoon character constructed from a two-dimensional template based on rhetorical and theatrical cliches. Addicted to her own trauma response, she is comfy in a place where she's painting a picture of misery and leading listeners to be fearful of the threat around the corner, probably at heart as a result of her faulty upbringing. Reading from a script that plucks unbelievable fiction from thin air and encourages those who hear it to respond with their own base instincts and emotions, every one of her episodes sees her pushing those party to her melodramatic performances into picking their side and she expects it to be hers. The other is Helen Archer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see it coming uh, a while You could, off. couldn't you? But perfectly <laughs> written, wasn't it? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Ah, can you tell me who reported it? No, I'm not going to. You can tell me. Where were we going with that? Uh... The the three promises of Ardil. Yes. And you said it was a bit like the Tory part. That's it. Is his fourth promise, stop the boats? That's bad news for Rex. <laughs> lovely, lovely Rex. Uh, well, Oliver, he was saying, wasn't he, I, that he had to portion off some acreage to sell. It's really annoying when you have to do that, isn't it, Matthew? A right old pain in the ass, honestly. The amount of times I get to the end of the week and I'm like, do you know what, I'm going to have to sell off a bit of land. Oh, God, I forgot to portion off some acreage this week. <laughs> 
Also, the whole green belt going to housing thing. Yeah. As well. I mean, will that will it come to that? I don't know. It all was too convoluted and silly and I didn't really absorb what the plan was, did you? Oh, I can't foresee how it all come together. No, and I couldn't quite understand the chronology. Was Adil still saying, well, look, you'll have to sell the land, but I'll repay the investment? Well, once you've sold the land, you've sold the land, haven't you? There's not much you can do with it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of got lost in all of that. But yeah. Adil's back. He's going to fix things up. Oliver said, oh, they made me a lovely birthday cake. They went to such effort. I reckon on the top it had... Don't evict us, written in massive letter. (laughs) Yeah, a picture of the little match girl. (laughs) (laughs) Blimey, funny old episode, wasn't it? I mean, the the crux of it that I was looking forward to dramatically was the Helen and Lee telling the boys segment. And what did you think of all that? They didn't really spend enough time on... I mean, Helen was cold, 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 wasn't she? Her tone was icy, like a putrid tench. (laughs) <laughs> it was heartbreaking hearing Henry's voice and then hearing Helen's cold delivery, I thought. And Lee, bless him, Lee sacrificed himself on the Helen is damaged altar for Henry's sake, didn't he? Which is very gallant. Yeah, Helen offered to help him pack and I thought like it might cut away and <laughs> cut back and he'd be like, no, Marvel next to DC, you're f***ing mad. <laughs> Has he got anything to pack? Oh, his drum kit. The ultimate revenge would be for him to leave that in the boys' room. Oh, yeah. Very good. And she, she's so blasé about it all. Because he's, he's like, I'm going to miss those boys. She said, oh, no, you'll still be seeing them every Monday, Tuesday, Friday when you pick them up from school. It was as if she's like, she's imagined the whole future hasn't she it'll all be fine henry and jack will still see lee regularly you haven't asked him whether that's what he wants to do having been chucked out yeah she asked him what are you doing next sunday lee and i really wanted lee to say hookers yeah um, mainly coke and hookers <laughs> and mr wens <laughs> when the coke's worn off <laughs> Sounds bloody great, actually, that, doesn't it? Yeah. MSG can only carry you so far, Kerry. Yeah, true. You've got, to, you've got to get on the crusty white at some point. <laughs> Once the brawn toast wears off. <laughs> He'll have so much more fun without her in his life, won't he? Oh, I mean, we want that to be true, don't we? I want him going out, rediscovering his youth with Paul mm-hmm. and Josh and having a great time. Lining up his trainers on all his radiators. New lead singer of the Straw Crows. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see it. Mm. But, you know, as Ryan quite callously said to me mm-hmm. during the interview, that's why you produce Oh yeah. a wonderful chart-topping podcast about the archers and you don't write the archers. I know, but it would be nice if we did for a little while. But there's hope on the horizon because Brian is coming back on Sunday. La, 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 la. So is Denise as well. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get so lost in the Brian bath that you missed the Denise shower? No. I mean, that sounds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what Alistair's hoping for, isn't it? A Denise shower. <laughs> what, before they get married, you mean? According to the balm brack well you know we're, we're all quite hopeful of that happening yeah i want happiness for alistair he's he's a good sort isn't he, he is i like him too yeah but poor henry it's all mum's fault blah 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 and we're shouting at her a bit 
But then just because he was able to see Lee, went, oh, great, I'll take the sandwich upstairs. As if nothing had happened again. Slightly disappointed at that. Interesting reversal of the storylines, wasn't it? Because a couple of weeks ago, or less Mm. than a week ago, you had Henry telling Lee, don't shout at my mum. And now you suddenly had Lee saying, don't talk to your mother like that. And now Henry's going, shout at my mum. She's f***ing awful. (laughs) (laughs) What's she doing? Did you listen to Take the Skinheads Bowling by Camper Van Beethoven? That song I sent you. I haven't got time to do things like that. Kerry doesn't listen to music, everyone. I send her songs and she never listens to them. Ah, liar. I do sometimes. I didn't listen to that one. Do you listen to Judy Sill that I sent you last night? I didn't even see you'd sent that. Well, here you go. Here we go. It's very... Last night... Well, I didn't have time. I'm sorry. The weekend. This weekend, I've got nothing to do, Matthew, other than treat a wall that has black mould on it. That's my sexy bloody weekend. So I can listen to all your music whilst I'm dealing with black mould. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you do. All right. (laughs) I bloody will. (laughs) (sighs) You're going to help me pack a bag, Kerry? Get out. I loved how Peter tonight was really messaging us loads during the tweet along. Loads of notifications from Peter were coming up in my WhatsApp whilst and I had to keep batting them away whilst doing the tweet along. It was nice to see him. Yeah, that Norm Macdonald joke is is I mean, so good. So it's, good. It's just it? so, so simple. Yeah. I it's love so him. funny. There's a very, yeah, it's a very funny joke about a guy that moves from the country to the city and the joke lasts about forty seconds from beginning to end and it was norm mcdonald's dad's favorite joke norm mcdonald's dad was a farmer himself the reason i'm bigging it up is i'll post a link to it in the pod description so people can enjoy it themselves who in the archers would be most likely to make that approach to a city slicker i'd like to think brian what to tell that joke (laughs) yeah i mean we we have to this is interesting now because we have to talk about it without saying what the joke is I reckon Brian would like Norm Macdonald jokes. But do you think Brian would sidle over to oh. his neighbour and say, hey, no. do you want to... Um... <laughs> he would not. No? Who's, who's, who's going to do it then? It's not going to be David, is it? Oh, it might be, actually. You think there's an orgy on the cards at Brookfield any oh, day now? Yeah, this, that was a sort of fever dream, wasn't it? Just one of my thousands of fever dreams. Fever nightmare? Yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? I started neighing then. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, was was that an impaled horse? It's Friday night. Woo! I mean, the only thing that I think we didn't mention during the recording last night was just why does Mia have Harrison Burns down as some kind of dirty Harry style character? (laughs) Yes, I don't want Harrison Burns coming after me. As if that would even get anywhere close to him. Yeah, all she'd have to, I mean, you know. She'd just have to release the marmots. <laughs> she just needs to sort of point Ooh. and go, oh, look at that over there. I need to wander off. Look at that grass, Harrison. <laughs> oh, okay. Never saw that before. <laughs> I never really thought about trees. <laughs> what a moron. Oh, we love him. Come on. I'm not sure I do. Oh, don't you? You don't love Harrison? I wouldn't say love. No, good heavens. Oh, I quite like. I I really love him as a character. I think he's great. I mean, he's so much so that when he has to be professional, you're a bit. Everyone in the village as well is just like, "Oh, come on, Harrison!" It's like when oh, Brian yeah. got pulled yeah. over. When Brian got pulled for speeding, he was like, "Oh, come on, Harrison! Are you joking?" It's me, Brian. <laughs> Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
didn't you see him in the street the next day? And he's like, what are you going to do me now for? Breathing? <laughs> That's a very uh, telegraph reader response, isn't it? As I promised yesterday, I will post those telegraph comments at some point. They are so funny. Kerry? Yeah? If people want to get in touch with us on Twitter, how would they do that? Go to at the Cider Shed pod and join in the tweet alongs. Hashtag the archers. Yep, you can get in touch on our Instagram as well. I mean, you can just go along and have a look at some of the nonsense that pops up there. I was just going to say, actually, feel free anyone to DM the Cider Shed pod with questions or comments that you might. Yeah, you can do that through any of the DMs on our socials or you can contact us at hello at the com, which is our email. Vince was asking from as a listener from the States. He said, totally aside, I'm listening from the US, so I wonder, is there an explicit intent to include different UK accents in the cast? There are, of course, Scottish with Jazzer, Irish with Ian, and Welsh with Natasha. And some Northern accents too, question mark. And the working class characters have Brummy accents, right? Question mark. What's you and Kerry's take on whether the writers write in a variety of characters to appeal to a cross-national audience? Sorry if this is a simple question. I have really limited frame of reference out here in the District of Columbia. Well, yeah, I replied, Alan and Harrison are Northern like, and Yorkshire accents, aren't they? Mm. Mm-hmm. Roy seems to be somewhere like from rural Stoke. And I said, all of the local working class accents have more West Country twang, like where I grew up further yeah. south. And I'm struggling to think of anyone in the show with a Brummy accent apart from Vince and his family, mm-hmm. Den, Tracy's ex, and Kyle, Helen's nasty neighbour. Yes, it's true, isn't it? So the sort of locals in inverted commas has generationally been there a long, long time. Do all have that sort of West Country, like parpy twang, don't they? You're right. But it's a good question about covering all the areas of the UK. I mean, I know if you go up, keep going up north from kind of Gloucestershire area and you go into Hereford Mm. you're still going to keep that West Country twang yeah but I thought about that that's interesting because I don't really feel that we've had much reference to the fact that there isn't you know it's interesting Vincent was assuming that all of the working Mm. class people that was a Brummie accent and none of them are are they no no just just Vince considering its proximity to Birmingham as the main city hub there's no Brummies in there at all no there's obviously chalk Joy the Geordie is another accent, isn't it? In addition to our Instagram, you can also get in touch on Facebook. We have a, or join, in fact, the Facebook group, which is growing by the day. Lots of posts going on in there. Little shout out to our patrons. We had some new people join this week. Now, Rebecca MJ joined during the week and Jesse joined last week. Rebecca MJ, this is for you. This one goes out to Rebecca MJ new cider shed patron rebecca knows the score we salute you rebecca respect rebecca (laughs) harry and i are both standing to attention yes you can't see it on radio or podland but we are doing it jesse jez e jez e jez e jez e jez e thank you jez e for becoming a Cider Shed patron. <laughs> Mandy Belshaw was having a bit of a job trying to figure out the patron and navigating join, but she finally joined. Mandy is also known as Red Agnes, who did also get a UB40 jingle once because she mm. emailed in on the email challenge. But uh, this one's for her. 
Red Agnes. Red Agnes. Red Agnes. Or Mandy. Thanks to both of you for becoming a Cider Shed patron. Big Red. <laughs> oh, thanks for being a Patreon. Yeah, thanks. Person. Thanks, Red Agnes stroke Mandy. And uh, yeah, thanks for your shit-stirring post about Suella Braverman as well. Uh, this one is for Angela, but is also Angela is also Slasher's mum. Oh, she does nice reviews. Yeah, she was the one that accidentally left a four-star review and then came <laughs> back and changed it to a five-star. And Slasher is a, a lovely little like terrier style looking dog i'm not quite sure of the oh. of the breed if a breed of a direct breed at all but she posted a photo to it, of him to our facebook and he is very cute anyway this is one this is for she said the jingle can as much be for him as it is for me because he's the one that talked me into signing up to patreon oh. and listening to the pot and he enjoys listening to the pod just check how well the wolf accidentally sings in tune at the end of this oh Angela and Slasher Sitting in a tree Cider Shed Patrons We thank thee <laughs> It's totally accidental <laughs> So, um, just to say Rebecca, Jezzy, Mandy Stroke Red Agnes Angela and Slasher thanks to all of you for becoming patrons like it's a massive help to all of yeah. us yeah so. do you know what? I've just noticed it might be the same person Jez A Bell has left a little review in America I've got it uh, I love it I want more of it oh is that a new review yeah just spot blimey it. there you go mm. thank you Kerry, you said yesterday on the Patreon that you were going to give us some of your top tips for success at fantasy football. Yes. Well, what I did all of a sudden last week was I had a look at my team and I thought, I'm going to change things up and I'm going to pick loads of players who are in teams who are playing against shit teams. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Well, no, but, but across the board, I didn't pick good players who are playing anybody. I, mm -hmm. I specifically paid attention to the very shit teams that were being played against. Do you want to give us a little rundown of the top four and the bottom four, Kerry? Okay, so we'll start at the bottom four in the league. Out of 45, in 45th, the Ballad of Bowen, Emily Crew. Uh... Then, 44th, Pleasure Beach Friday, Nimrod Pleasure Beach. Pleasure no more <laughs> on that About Pleasure 10 beach. points ahead of Emily Crew. Then third from bottom, Casa Jackson, and they they've actually gone up. La Jackson. Oh, and then fourth from bottom, who's this strange fella? Peter Fickley, <laughs> <laughs> with his team that's called One Star Review. Uh, well done, Peter. He's fourth. He's he's stayed at the same position. He hasn't gone up or down. Uh, well done, Peter. Then so the top. Four. Fourth is Chris Charlson, things can only get better. Third, Audrey Cameron, below pars. Second, Max Warby Stansfield with Max FC. But streaking ahead, nine points ahead of Max, is FC James and James Scott. Well, well, well. Knocked off the top. Yeah, all right, Matthew. No, no, I just <laughs> carry on, just winding you up. Oh, no! Just does Max listen to the pod? Oh, God, no. My mum does, and yeah. my brother does. Yeah. 
But don't you have a league with just your family yes. as well? Yes. Yeah, I'm second and Max is first in that. Okay. Yeah. Where are you, Matthew? What? Oh, languishing in 30 seconds. Oh, shit. I'm 14th. Just uh, to let the listeners know. Yeah, I need, I need to work some magic on my team. Mm. Uh, Kerry, speaking of one-star review, oh, the name yeah. of Peter's team, do we have any reviews this we week? We do. We have one five-star review. Oh, it's got a lovely title, Fulfilling All My Archers Podcast Dreams. I think it says dreams. It always chops off the end when I do my screenshots. This is by Lima Tastic. And they say, well, well, where have you been all my life? I've been listening to the archers since approximately the Jurassic era and very much appreciate the addition of Meta Archers podcastery. The Cider Shed is, without question, the best exemplar of this genre. Accept no substitute, exclamation mark. Three hearts. Lovely. Good one, isn't it? Since the Jurassic era. So, what, since Mick arrived? (laughs) (laughs) It feels Jurassic sometimes, doesn't it? So that's bloody great. Do feel free to write some five-star reviews anyone who hasn't yet those five-star reviews on the apple site in particular are very helpful to the podcast as is becoming a patron at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed so thanks to all of those people that do that you really help us out kerry plans for the weekend i have nothing in my diary this weekend and i'm going to do some home decor painting and tidying round, you know, pottering around, listening to podcasts and audible books. Are you going to paint a massive spider on Max's bedroom ceiling? <laughs> I could do, couldn't I? I actually could, yeah. I'm off to see Wise Blood this weekend. No! Yes! Oh God, this is wonderful. Don't you love her most recent album? Uh-huh, I've been listening to it a lot recently. Oh God, I've on the metro yeah it's It's so brilliant very good someone said to me in work this week reminds me of the carpenters of it yeah yeah a bit i guess it's her voice that's all yeah i think it's more for me reminds me of like you know judy sill and kind of that kind of laurel canyon 1970s Joni mitchell Joni mitchell for sure i'll send you a bit of judy sill like you'll see what i mean where are you seeing her what sort of gig is it a massive one or small she's playing hard club which is a Mm. It's got two rooms, and I think she's in the bigger of the two. I mean, I saw Calexico here in Casa de Musica a couple of weeks ago, and that was just magical. But that's mm. a very grand seated venue. This is more a standing venue kind of thing. So, but yeah. she does put on a really good show. Really, really beautiful. It's kind of intimate. Really lovely to look at. You'll be blown away. I hope. I actually do have a Spotify playlist of hers, which I might post up if people want to check her out and see what she's like. Anyone in Porto, go and see it. I don't know if it's sold out yet. might be sold out. Yeah, so that's kind of like this This past month. We've seen Calexico, Teenage Fan Club. Now we're going to see Wise Blood this weekend, so that's going to be well cool. Brilliant. All right, Kerry, um, mm. I guess we should say our goodbyes. Yeah, see you next week, everybody. Take care. See you. Bye. Hello.